Hello, everyone, and welcome to another talk here. So um, we're going to work with a tune called uh, Everything Happens to Me. We're going to uh, do a bit of analysis and uh, share share with you um, to just some maybe overall things to to work at and um, or or at least things that that I might try to put some attention on as, uh, as I go through something. So I have a little bit of a lead sheet here going from um, uh, the new real one. So I'll go over some chord voicings and things. Um, and I'll kind of go, go through it. So hopefully... Uh, Some tone going here. All right, so um, let's take a look at it and uh, discuss some some things. All right, so when uh, reading a lead sheet, we want to um, um, take a look at the key signature, let's say, to start out, start us out with. Uh, Okay, so what we have is um, uh, B flat major, B flat major. Okay, uh, key of B flat, or key of two flats. So when you see key of two flats, you want to think either um, the relative major or relative minor. So B flat major versus um, G minor. All right, so, um, and then we can get an idea of where things are moving from there. All right, so um, you can see we end on B flat. Okay, so that's a, um, an important factor. Okay, we start on C minor, so that's probably the two chord. Um, and then you'll see certain progressions like circle of fifths and things. Um, moving or moving around um, so you start to get more and more of an idea okay of what it might be here right so we have a two chord so one of the things that I might you know take a look at is um, you know how does the melody relate? Okay, how does the chord maybe relate to the key center? How does the melody relate to both the, the key and the um, and the particular chord? Think, think of... Think about different... Uh, 
And that's a good way to kind of go through and and see what, like, what does the melody do and what does it suggest for... Um, for what the what the chords themselves are. Right? And just think about, about some of those uh, relationships. So let's see, we'll go over see a few measures here. I write some some things out. Alright, so we have the uh, two chord, keep E flat to two chord, and then a five. Okay, so you might think, okay, well, we have a two five, and um, I'd often expect a, a one chord, right? So, okay, but we get a three. Now there's a relatedness to between the, the three and the one. Okay, so let's say we have D minor, three chord. And what if we play uh, B, B flat major seven chord here, going over the third, so we're in first inversion. Right, so that's a very similar sound. Okay, and then we're kind of heading down. The diminished chord is a good um, transition chord between two chords that are a whole step away. So you can see that um, here we have a D. Later on, we're going to have the C again. And that's a whole step. So this is filling in uh, between those two, so you get a half step there. All right, so we get C minor, F7, D minor, C sharp diminished, C minor, F7. Okay, now they kind of give us an optional transitional chord there. Okay, now this changes the, the mood of the D minor, right? Because we have a three chord. This time is minor seven flat five. Right, so we have this and our melody notes. are kind of dictating that flat five there. All right, so I might say, okay, this is kind of two five kind of, kind of movement here. And the C minor or MB flat major, uh, three, uh, six. Six being major. All right, we have a couple of options written into this uh, lead sheet. So, as that chord suggested there, we could 
end up on C minor, and then the A flat. Okay, now they also mention uh, G7 going to B flat diminished, no, or B diminished, excuse me. So that's kind of interesting because um, this is, is kind of a related chord um, to G7. So let's explore that a little bit here um, as we think about this. All right, so th let's think about the notes in the in a G7 chord. So we have a, a G, B, D, and F. Uh, now the B diminished seven is a B, D, F, and A flat. So that's already has a lot of, uh, say, commonality there. Um, now, how about thinking about G7 flat nines? Let's think about that for a minute. Um, and a G chord that's, that's uh, let's say, preceded by the D minor 7 flat 5, you know, we might often think of having a flat 9 on that anyway. So it's a very similar kind of chord. Um, so let's check into that a little bit. So if we have, let's say, a B diminished 7. Now let's look at, um, let's try to stay kind of on the same strings here. I think about G, first inversion, drop three here. See, all the notes are the same except for that one note on the fourth string. Okay. So that's, that's significant there, right? Um, because... Actually, the B flat, or the B diminished, excuse me, is um, if we put that over, put a, a G over that, um, that would be G7 flat 9. So that's just a little bit of um, what you might call plurality between those chords. Okay, now. Um, so we have uh, C, let's say C minor, two chord, A flat, and we have flat seven. Uh, let's go and kind of look directly below, same measure here, uh, but we have the, the B diminished, so flat two. Okay, so it's really kind of still relating to that um, that G7 and that G7 flat nine. So kind of G7 flat nine over, or a B you might say. And then, um, and then we have the C minor seven flat five here. Okay, so that would be the two 
in this case it's uh, half diminished. Now let's relate the the A flat to the C minor seven flat five. Um, this is a good process to compare things. Okay, so A flat. If we just kind of survey those notes. Say we play that. Let's say we play all the way up through here. Okay. So I'm in tenth position here. Okay. So A flat nine, right? Now what if I take away this A flat? What am I left with? Uh, C minor seven flat five. So the two are very closely related, and a lot of a lot of uh, the naming of the chord is determined by um, the um, what, where you're putting the root note. And so sometimes it's helpful to think in terms of uh, slash chords. All right. So notice up to this point, I don't think we've had B flat yet. Um, so we have a three, six. That's kind of functioning as a two five, right? Five of the two, and then we have a two five. All right. Now let's um, let's look at that a little bit. So we have D minor. Okay, to G9, to C minor, and to F7. So 3, 6, 2, 5, and then 1, B flat major. Now, um, let's talk about that F7 and then B7 for a minute. So the B7. Well, let's let's go with the um, F7. Why don't we play an F7? Just kind of real basic F7 here. Okay. So I'm in sixth position. Playing, it's kind of like the C7 form, like the open C7. Okay. Now we have a voice that's kind of doubled up here. Now we have these two notes. These are, are help identify the chord quality, right? So this is the third and the flat seven. I notice those are tritone apart from one another. So if we take a root note that's a tritone down, keep these upper tones, we have a tritone substitution. So we get a B7 sharp 11 if we just kind of keep everything as it is, except for that root note. But that gets into the, the idea that, okay, we have this, these two tones, three flat seven, as it relates to F. And then the flat seven and three of the B. So since it's symmetrical, 
that interval of tritone, um, when you take the root and you move it to tritone, they just kind of swap their um, uh, their uh, note names uh, for for theory purposes. For flat seven becomes a three, three becomes flat seven relative to to the other uh, root note. All right. Okay, so it kind of meanders around and never gets, or it does get to where it's it's gonna want to land, but it takes a while, right? So, who knows? That may be a um, just a harmonic way of sort of painting a picture of of what the lyrics are are trying to. Uh, to convey there, right? it's kind of like maybe trying to do something and not able to do it, or trying to get to the tonic and not able trying to get to the tonic, or getting close to the tonic and then moving away from the tonic, or getting to something close to the tonic, like that three chord, but, uh, but then it finally lands on that B flat. All right, so then uh, we basically kind of repeat that whole uh, section there. Okay, so we get all that, and then um, so it repeats, and then we get to to this bridge. The bridge will also often go to a four chord. Um, and this is what we have here. Now, at first glance, it looks like we go to a five minor, but that's a five uh, or two five to um, the four chord, so secondary dominant on that B flat. So I'll show you that with this uh, page here, and. Um, uh, just to mention here for a moment, uh, the uh, podcast here is uh, it's available, and then uh, the video is also available for uh, members of the YouTube, YouTube member area. Be sure to check that out, youtube.com forward slash footprints. Okay, so let's look at this. So we have the F minor. At 11. Okay, and then we get this chord B flat 7, sharp 5, sharp 9. So that's a, it's gonna be a real nice kind of movement to play around with. Do something like that over the B, and then this kind of chord over the. Uh, E flat. Okay, now it's going through a pretty common cycle, pretty common progression. We have the the two, five, one, six, two, five, one. Now here's another very common thing. Um, well, actually. It's going in a different direction, so never mind about that. But um, 
Um, it's very common for it to go to the four minor, but it doesn't do that. It goes to a um, so a median, but it's major. So we go to E flat minor, get a two five. It's kind of the same sort of progression, really. Two and then a five going to D major. So those are it's a significant um, uh, chord to land on. Um, like we said earlier, we have the the three chord minor. That's so that's a third above the uh, tonic, right? And all those notes are spelled out within the key. Now this is starting from the same root note, but it's not strictly in the key of B flat, right? Because we have these other tones. Okay, it goes through that same same progression as it does, just half half step down from the the four chord. Let's back up here a little bit and write some of the analysis in here. All right, so picking it up at the back up at the bridge here, we have a two five progression. This is a five of the four chord. So we end up on the, the key of the four. Okay. All right, and then the six, right? So we got two, five, one, six, two, five, one. All right, and then we go from the, from the key of three flats to the key of two sharps. We have a two, five, one. Okay, which is really, you know, five of three, I guess, but uh, we'll call it one, six. So kind of same progression. Okay. And then we start to to move back. Right? So we get a we get a two five in the key of F. C seven will be a five of the five. And then we get the five. Right, so we get like we had before, all the same movement. Sus chord, it's kind of like taking in a C minor, like the two chord, and putting it over the F, sort of like a halfway point. And then we get the F7. Okay, and then we get the A 
part of our form again um, for, for that. Okay, so it can be really helpful to um, just kind of break it down and think about um, how the chord progression uh, kind of works. So we have... We have a B flat tonal center, right? And then we have some other, other spots where we end up. So especially on the bridge, the four chord and the three chord. So it's tending to mainly visit those uh, those three areas there. All right, so um, let's do um, check on our um, Tore down the studio a little bit uh, today. Um, I put on a recital uh, this week and uh, tore down the studio. And so now um, got some, some things that are not doing what I would expect them to do. All right, well, sorry about that. Let's see.
Okay, everybody. So, um, all the things you are there. Um, we talked a little bit about that one uh, last week. And uh, so that's going to be one of our featured tunes here. Um, maybe do a little more playing of some of the other tunes. Um, all right, how about we do a little playing on uh, Ladybird? So I'm thinking I'll, I'll keep kind of a short um, form or, or tune that has uh, you know, maybe not not an entire 32 measures or you know, something that's more like 16 or 12 and uh, focus a little bit on some of those sometimes at least maybe one one of those per uh, per month these things develop here all right so um See how this sets in here, hopefully. All right, so I'll play a little bit on uh, Ladybird and uh, it'll change my screen for us here. Doing a couple things to. Um, try to work at uh, doing these shorts here eventually uh, or more regularly so get a little bit of a system down I've been using some of the videos that I have released otherwise um, to do that with but um, I think I'm gonna work at creating you know so sort of dedicated um, short videos um, which I'm thinking just kind of improvising and and uh, playing, basically.
Alrighty, everybody. So um, should be getting kind of right back in the swing of things here um, with some more videos uh, um, this week. So I had a little bit of a uh, busy weekend. So through uh, through a recital um, for my uh, in-person studio. Um, Ended up being like a like a two hour event, and um, um, went I think pretty pretty well. Um, so definitely have some some things to think about for uh, my next one. But um, um, it'd be interesting to do something online as a as a recital. I mean, um, could do Zoom recitals and things. So um, I've worked for some other studios um and done recitals but this this is kind of my first one as my own um my own location studio so i you know rented out a a room and um set up all the equipment and stuff like that and uh so uh pretty well but i think um some things to work on as far as uh doing sound i think i need to have a friend or somebody do sound for me uh, but uh, but yeah, it was good. And uh, but I really tore up my uh, studio, and so I spent most of the morning um, and the afternoon really um, putting that all back together. So I think it's gonna um, in order now. I actually switched out one of my cameras too from upstairs, which is part of the whole. Um, just kind of a part of that whole uh, idea of doing um, um, these shorts because um, this is the only camera that I have that's capable of doing 4K at 60 frames per second without cropping or, or anyway, it's kind of full featured 4K. So um, um, what's significant about that, and I'll probably talk about this in the exclusive updates is that um, uh, when it's 4K, then I can kind of stretch out the uh, screen a little bit without losing uh, detail. Uh, so when I, when I was testing the vertical uh, screen, you know, it's, it's sort of like, well, uh, it seems like I've got to really stretch out the the screen uh, or the the picture that comes up. So so anyway, if it's 4K, then um, and I'm recording or streaming at 1080p, then uh, then I can stretch it out, and it's just kind of no problem. All right, well maybe I'll play one more two here. Uh, didn't get much of a chance to play it all today, so uh, this looks like the time to do it. Um, as I'll play a little bit on uh, Blue Bossy here, which is another tune I thought we'd do possibly. So all right, so here we go. We'll try this out. And 
let's find a different, just kind of variety of tempos here. It's kind of nice to do this one a little quick, but I think I'm going to take it a little slower. Thanks so much for listening and checking this uh, video out and this podcast. I will see you all in the next one. Have a great practice session.